From the campaign trail to the studio, Wesley Hunt continues the fight. Along with his brother, Rendon, they chronicle their family experience from slavery to West Point in four generations. Tackling the difficult conversations facing our country, they're on a mission to preserve the American dream. Buckle up and welcome aboard. You're in the hunt. I'm Wesley Hunt. I'm Rendon Hunt. And And you're you're in in the hunt. Welcome to In the Hunt Friday edition. It's casual. What what are those pants made of? It's it's casual Friday. (laughs) No, 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 hold on. I get, I get, I get. Me first. Me first. Me first. (laughs) What are those pants made of? (laughs) Adamantium. (laughs) Is that like it? They're anthracite. (laughs) Baby seals. (laughs) You know, gray before they get too much. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. 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 Babies, they got to be babies. They're yeah. rare when they're babies, and they're way more softer and easier to kill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, just kidding. We're not killing yeah. baby. It's not real, guys. Not killing baby seals. Not it's real. Our, it's a funny army joke. It's funny not army real. Joke. It's okay. Oh. It's okay. <laughs> well, everybody used to say for uh, for animal rights people, it's like, yeah, can I get a hamburger made out of hum- hummingbird tongues? Yeah, please. It's like, do you, do you know how many hummingbirds hummingbird had to die in order for me to have this hamburger? Yeah, and a hamburger delicious too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, it's, it's casual Friday. Uh, I'm wearing two patterns. That's my casual look. I have a... It's like five patterns. <laughs> <laughs> Only two. <laughs> I, I see the attempt to tone it down with a solid blazer. Fail. Doesn't, doesn't work. <laughs> she just want to play. <laughs> Do I get an A for effort? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank absolutely. you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah. So, a lot to talk about in the world right now. Oh yeah, and I don't even know where to begin. I do. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. So my, you, bro- that, you that smart Harvard mouth. You always know where to begin. <laughs> so my birthday is coming up, September 21st. So yeah, I know it's yeah. We're not big on birthdays, but there's a couple of things about September 21st. What, 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 what do you want to say? You want a cookie? No. You want cake? I want Bob Woodward's new book, Peril, <laughs> that comes out on September 21st. I might be able to pull that off for you. That's what I want for my birthday. Okay. Right? September 21st is a very special day. Earth, yeah. Wind, and Fire song. Do you remember the 21st night of September? Again. He's doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, as, that was on Jock Jams. <laughs> as, as that comes up, you know, Bob Woodward's new book, Peril, news sources have gotten the book and they've done a pre-read as a result of this what we are seeing is some troubling information on the chairman of the joint chiefs of staff general mark milley and for those who have not been following this news and as a former service member it's it's extremely troubling essentially at two different points uh, mark milley general milley reached out to his Chinese counterpart in order to have a conversation that really involves national security. One of these times happened in October of last year, October of 2020. The other was in January of 2021, two days after January 6th, so January 8th. And in these conversations, he told this general of the People's Liberation Army that he would let him know if we decide to 
attack China or drop a nuclear weapon. He will let them know. Now, for those who are not in the military, don't understand more broadly how the government works, this is way out of bounds for him to do. And I don't say this because it happened in a Republican administration. It's way out of bounds for him to do. For anybody who has been in the military for as long as he has and is a four-star general, the question then is to him, what would you have done as a four-star general if a one- or two-star general usurped your authority and did this to you? Yeah. He would be apoplectic. So this is, and by the way, this is a chain of command thing, and our Constitution states that our president, I don't care how you feel about him. I don't care what your personal thoughts are. I don't care what your thoughts are about his psyche. That doesn't matter. He is the duly elected commander-in-chief, and he is in charge of the military. That's your boss. Yes. And so General Milley had a meeting, okay, for his direct reports to come in and let them know that they are changing the process. And decision-making process has to involve him in every decision that involves national security. That's mind-blowing and illegal and treasonous and, and crazy. There's lots of words. There's a number of things you could yeah. use to describe that, right? And in so doing, he is putting himself at the forefront of our national security above the Secretary of Defense mm -hmm. and above the President of the United States. Christopher Miller, who was then the, the Director the, of National Intelligence? Yeah. They, they just list them all. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Christopher Miller, who was then the sitting or the acting Secretary of Defense, said he didn't authorize these calls. President Trump didn't authorize these calls either. So this is an individual that is deciding to essentially make national defense policy on his own. Without informing POTUS. That is crazy. Nuts. And the thing that really got me about this that not a lot of people are talking about, me and you had a conversation about this the other day. The thing that's scary for me about this is this is a broader systematic issue because why are we finding this out months later because Bob Woodward is writing a book about it? Yeah. All those generals who agreed, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you in the process and we'll let you know before we do anything. What the hell were they thinking? So this is also the reason why our Constitution keeps the military out of politics. This is, this is, why, this is why the commander-in-chief may or may not be a military officer. It's called separation of these two powers. Yeah. We see it in rogue nations all the time. Yeah. You see a general that rises to a high level of power, especially amongst the military and amongst the population, and then he uses the will of the military to create policy and then become a dictator. Oh, this is some banana this, republic this stuff is some that's banana republic right now. Stuff. I mean, straight up. Yes. Straight up. Yes. We've hit a gap going to the banana republic. B-A-N-A-N. -A you like that? You, you, you catch it? We've hit a gap going to the banana republic? Yeah. You, must, you must have watched that clip I sent you on Facebook. Of course I did. <laughs> so, now, so, now, so now we're all Jay-Z. Now, no, no. now, now we're going to be double entendre out? This no, is what it's Kanye, doing. man. I'm the gaff like Banana Republic and Old Navy. Come on, man. I know, Brendan. Come I'm on, man. I sent you that. Come on, man. Come on. Everything's going to be double entendre now. Yeah. Here we go. A little, bit, a little bit of double entendre. That's what we're going to do, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if you, think, if you think about that, we really are. I mean, that's what Banana Republics do. You have a military general dictator who comes in, 
And then, as if this isn't enough, okay, General Milley also had a conversation with Nancy Pelosi about all of this. Mm-hmm. So there's a big question of, well, who is complicit in this? Is this a real coup? Who's yeah. this is a this is a huge problem. And then I would say too, and this is really one of the important pieces of all this. If the president or anybody else gives an unlawful order, you don't have to follow it. Don't follow the order. You have to follow it. Don't follow the order. Like it, it's this idea that we have to do something preemptively and we have to make sure like look, presidents, leaders make bad decisions all the time. Yeah. And if they do do something that is wrong or that you feel is it not in the best interest of our national resign. security, resign. Resign. Raise a flag like but to get a group of people together to say we're going to ignore the person that was duly elected in office, mm-hmm. that's not the right way to do that. That's not how the Constitution was set up. That's not how democracies work no. at all. It's disturbing. So he's going to have his, his, his time in court here next week to, to explain this. I'm dying to see what he says. I can't imagine. You tell me this all the time. Oftentimes when I'm talking— I'm, torn between two choices you say what would it take for you to believe this right what would it take for me to believe that it's okay to call basically a military general in china and tell them hey you're okay all that stuff's going on in the south china sea we're really not going to do anything we'll tell you if we do do anything what would it believe what would have to be true for me to believe that that was okay knowing that the secretary of defense said did not authorize this and knowing that the president of the United States didn't authorize it. I don't know. I don't know what would have to be true for me to think that that was okay. Dwight D. Eisenhower gets exhumed from the grave. Somehow life is breathed back into him and he gave the order. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Or Thanos had every infinity stone. Okay. And Esper or, or Esper, the former Secretary of Defense, okay. is actually Thanos, and he okay. resigned so that some other people in the Marvel Cinematic Universe could make the orders. Then, but then he used the Time Stone to, to come back and to do come it. Come back and do it. If that's the case, then I'm in. Then, 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 hey, it's hey, so, man, you got me. You got me. Hey, we're good. You got me. Hey, we're good. <laughs> but I mean, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine what would have to be what he will say that would make me not believe that this is a horrible idea and and quite frankly it goes back to what i was saying about joe biden last week with checking his watch at a certain point you've had a certain level of training and decorum yeah. this is a princeton graduate who yeah. went to columbia who's no. a four-star he general he doesn't get to play that i didn't know i, I didn't no, know no, no, that no, 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 i didn't no, know no, how no, the no. chain of command worked. you don't get to play this that. guy was the you chief, know what you're doing he's chief of staff of the army too before you know he was chairman of the joint chiefs now staff. now now what gets really dangerous is, is this he knows he knew what he was doing and so if this is true and if next week when the testimony comes out he corroborates the story to some capacity then in his mind, he felt like he was a patriot or doing his own thing. This is why he. Did, this is why he did yeah. it. He felt like uh, he was he was saving the country, if you will, by being in a position to stand by and step in when he saw something was wrong. So then he took it upon himself to ignore the Constitution and to ignore the chain of command to do that. Do you see where I'm going with this? It doesn't go this in a is, good place. This is bad. This is bad. No matter what. See, you don't get to do that. No. No. I, I don't care where I don't care where he goes with this. This yeah. is not a good look for him. And then you have, on Thursday, President Joe Biden coming out in support of him. Yeah. Now, now, now it's Joe Biden. Come right on, it, man. It is Joe Biden. It's come Joe, on, man. It's Joe Biden. At least wait for the hearing. 
wait for the hearing to see what he has Joe, to say. Wait, wait, Joe Biden doesn't know what he said, though. Like, come on, man. He doesn't know what he said. Come on. Come on, man. And, it, and it's not like we don't have... I, I want to go back to this idea of not following lawful orders, okay? Because let me tell you, we have a precedence in this country of generals who have overstepped some boundaries. Douglas MacArthur at one point was the most powerful man in the United States. Mm -hmm. And what did Harry Truman do? He fired him. Well, and, 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 did away, and did away with the five-star general yes. rank. Yes. yes. There's a, there's there will a, never be a supreme outline commander of anything ever again. That's why we have the commander-in-chief. That's the five-star general. Yes. You see, you, there's a precedence for this. Yes. There's a precedence. Eisenhower had a lot of power at the end of World War II. Yes. Correction. Eisenhower had too much power at the end of World War II. Yeah. Nimitz had too much power after Japan. Yeah. So, so this is where we have to be very cautious with military leaders and, and why we have this separation. Now, the best of both, the best of both, both worlds, in my opinion, is you have a leader and some politician that has some military background, <clears throat> you know, and then and then can understand how the chain of command works, but also has decided to separate him or herself from the military to lead in the political realm. Vote for Wesley Hunt. Who? What? Vote huh? for Wesley Hunt. Who said? Who said, <laughs> who said, who said that? that? <laughs> Vote for what? Wesley Hunt. I, oh, I, I'm just saying it right there. And do I mean look at the precedence of great leaders that we even have in this country? Who? George Washington. Yeah. Right. Like, no, guys, don't make me king. I've been a military. If we want to actually have something that's sustainable, there has to be other people that are elected that can check that can check this. Yes. Checks and balances. I'll give you another example. Military industrial complex. Yes. Dwight Eisenhower. Oh, Dwight, it's a, it's. He understood. To your point of him having too much power. Even he knew. Even he, he knew, knew he, he had, had too, too much, much power. power. And in knowing that he had too much power, he wanted to preserve Yes. Our democracy. The problem I have with somebody like like Millie at this point is that looks really hungry for power in terms of being able to make the calls. Mm -hmm. Because I'll give you an example. What if something did pop off in the South China Sea? Yeah. What if there was a, an event in which and that's what's strange, too, about the timing of all this. It's not like in January of this year or October of last year, we were thinking, man, we're really in trouble with the Chinese right now. Yeah. I have an idea. Let's attack a country that has a population three times of all. That was never that was never a conversation. A real thing that e even even after COVID, that's still never been a conversation. And oh, by the way, you're going to tell them we're not going to do this when these people arguably uh, pretty much had a biological attack on us. Let's let's be honest. They had they had a biological attack on us. But let's be clear about something. We are inextricably linked with China financially. Absolutely, we're not going to attack. We're not. We're not going to attack China. No. So, like, let's 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 not let's not be so hyperbolic in this whole thing. Yeah. And we actually, so that's not going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Like, that's not going to happen. Like, we buy way too much Nike. What do you, in this country? Do you think I'm the I'm a general in the People's Liberation Army? You're telling me you're not going to attack me? Oh man. I, <laughs> damn it! I did it. Maybe Millie should have had a podcast. No, he should not. Have <laughs> Maybe Joe Biden should have a podcast. You know, it can all be in whispers. Billy's podcast would be called Understanding White Rage. Right. Maybe Joe Biden could have a podcast. It would be called Slow Whisper. 
<laughs> Careless whisper. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out why he says everything in whispers. It's the, it's the weirdest thing. Nationwide, you're on my side. It's like he's, could, could you imagine if he did a collaboration with Ging Gang Twins? <laughs> <laughs> you well the Biden whisper song. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> hey, how you doing, America? Let me whisper in here. Something that you might like to hear. <laughs> Where do you see my dementia? <laughs> like we, we. No, man. I I think speaking of Biden, and I, I do want to talk about this mass mandate. Oh, I mean, sure. I wait, wait, can I, I get to ahead, one yeah, more finish, thing? Go ahead, yeah. Uh, one, one more thing. The other thing that I was going to say from a precedent standpoint, when military leaders overstep their boundaries uh, or when they decide that they're not going to do something that, that is an order. General Mattis. Many times uh, yeah. President Trump told him to do military action with Syria and other countries. He said, no, nah, this is not how we're going to do it. And when it got to the point where – where he did, no longer wanted to be under that chain of command, he left. It's my understanding, too, the rub also was a little bit of Afghanistan and a little bit of of leaving the country too soon, actually. Yeah. Mattis was pushing on leaving more troops there. President Trump yeah. was didn't want to. Mattis was like, at the, at the end of the day, yeah. this is untenable for me. Yeah. I'm going to resign. And they'll see, they'll see, Mattis is a general's general, though. The, Mattis stuck by the book. He stuck by the script. He understood yeah. exactly what his role was yeah. as a four-star general. Yeah. When he realized that he could no longer he left. respect or or do what the chain of command required him of required him to do, he left. Yeah. See, if Millie wants if if Millie wants to be a politician, knock yourself out. You got to resign, brother. Yeah. That's assault. That's assault, that's assault brother. That's assault, brother. Yeah. You got you to gotta resign. Absolutely. Stan McChrystal. General McChrystal. It's that, the same hey, thing. Same it's thing. like, hey, you want to give a Rolling Stone interview? Like, this is how that goes. And he knew it. He knew, he yeah. knew, he, we knew what was going to happen. Yeah, this is how that goes. So so for those people that don't understand the military, we know what's expected of us going into it. The lieutenant colonel, the Marine. Absolutely. By the way, when when the, the, the Marine lieutenant colonel, he came out and questioned the, 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 the Afghan blunder. Yeah. And question the leadership of it, and wonder why heads weren't rolling. Because if 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 we behave like that down down chain of command, we would be questioned. Some people would be fired. Some people would be demoted. Yeah. That's exactly what have happened, and nothing's happening to leadership right now. And it seems like they're getting a free pass. He comes out, says something about it. He has to retire early. Yeah. By the way, when he made that comment, he said, "If this might charge, it cost me my command, and it might cost me my career. He also said this. He also said, and if I were a commander or somebody did this, I'd fire me too. Yeah. But he said it anyway because he understood exactly what he was doing. So don't act like we don't understand yeah. what a chain of command is, how to follow it, and how this whole thing works. Because he does. And, I, and, and I, I think one more thing, and we'll definitely jump on to the mass mandate. What we do have to be careful of, regardless of your political orientation, I've had the pleasure of meeting Bob Woodward before. Bob Woodward is a journalist and has an identity as a journalist. He is not going to report anything that he hasn't sourced and sourced and sourced and sourced. I've read many of his books, All the President's Men, uh, Obama's War, Bush at War, Rage, Fear, all of it. There's troubling things about all of these presidents and leaders in them. There's things that make you State think, of the wow, they're really State of the State Union. State of the Union, yeah. I've read a number of his books, right? Um, but this is one of the things where we have to be careful, too, from a political orientation standpoint, 
if we're accepting what he says is fact for what he says about people like Millie and Nancy Pelosi, we got to read the whole book too. Yeah. So and we'll see. We'll see. How and we'll see. Comes. You may you may or may not get it on your birthday. Thank you. If that happens, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Mass mandates. Mass mandates. <clears throat> so last week, President Joe Biden. You mean vaccine mandates? No, vaccine mandates, not yeah. mass mandates. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry. You're right. You're vaccine vaccine mandates for companies with 100 people or more are, are required, are required to get a vaccine. You and I are vaccinated. We have talked about this on multiple occasions. We've talked about why we've gotten vaccinated. I, I would like to encourage people to get vaccinated. The main reason is if you are vaccinated and you do get the disease, which is you do get the virus, which is possible, you basically have a zero chance of ending up in the hospital. And I think that's a good thing. Sure. Now, that's what we chose to do. It's not the government's role to require somebody to put something in their body that they do not want, nor is it the government's role to require a private company to fire someone if they don't comply. We, we are literally trampling all over the Constitution. This kind of leadership is tyrannical. But you can't do that. What you can do is inform the public to the best of your ability, tell the truth about how vaccines work, tell the truth about the virus, and put out the good information for everyone to make their own decisions. You can allow private companies to make their own decisions. And by the way, they can require or not require as they see fit as a private company. They can't discriminate based on race, religion, or sexual orientation. But if it's if it's a detriment to the health of the business, they actually have the right to do that. I understand that. But that's up to them. Yeah. Well, I, I do see there is some logic to this, though. Because if you have 100 employees, then COVID can't affect you if you have 99 <laughs> that, that what that's not how it works yeah that, that that's it's not i got 99 employees but, but COVID ain't one. one that's good yeah yeah good to, yeah. yeah okay yeah if you have vaccine problems i, that, that that for you, son. Son. I got, got 99 <laughs> but COVID ain't one hit me you know? Think about that. No, it's 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 ridiculous because it's 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 arbitrary. It's it's unduly burdensome burdensome on businesses. Yes. Um, there's no support that's coming from the government in terms of how do you implement <laughs> yeah, and do this. So you're going to ask OSHA. So you're going to require OSHA, that is a government entity, to enforce this. Yeah. No, 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 no. See, yeah. that's not OSHA's job. No, because <laughs> OSHA is telling you like what's the deal with the scaffolding on the building, not. <laughs> Not how do we test for a virus that people. job is to require people to do it to wear helmets and, uh, and safety, not making people get vaccines. See, see, that's a, that's actually more of a CDC health issue. But now yeah. they're trying to they're trying to shift the goalpost yeah. and funnel it through OSHA. Yeah. Here's the other issue. And let me tell you what OSHA has enough issues of their own to deal with. To deal with. And they're undermanned, and they have a, enough issues of their own that they're. So now, so now, so now, Rendon, you take that. And then you look at what's happening at the border, and I don't know if you saw the photos today, but it's a, it's a complete fiasco. Yeah. But they aren't but they aren't required to have a vaccine. So if, if you'll let people in the country, country 
who aren't vaccinated and have a higher COVID and higher rate of incidence of COVID where they're they, coming from, where they're coming from into the country without requiring a vaccine. But you're going to require taxpaying American citizens to get a vaccine. There you go with that logic thing again. Whoa. Here's the other issue that nobody is talking about anymore. Whatever happened to herd immunity? Whatever happened to that? At this point, given how many people have been exposed or have been vaccinated, particularly adults, why are we ignoring this? So this goes back to one of my social media posts from two weeks ago. When you're looking at Virginia Tech, and their tradition is when the football team comes out, they play Metallica's Inner Sandman, and you have 80,000 young people losing their minds, it's not a mask in sight. They're packed into this stadium, having a good time. And don't tell me they're outside. Don't, don't give me that. Mm-mm. What's happening here? Yeah. The big house, packed. What's happening here? Well, and this is part of the reason why the government more broadly has has lost public trust. Yeah. Because to your point, I mean, what's happened? This is what we talked about months ago when I went to an Astros game and a Rockets game. Yes. Both in the same city of Houston. Yes. The tale, the tale of not two, the tale of two cities. It, it's a political football. Yeah. Baseball game because of the clientele, because of the leanings of, of people who watch the sport, not a mask in sight. This was months ago. Yeah. NBA game, Rockets. Five people in the arena for Nobody social distancing. Nobody in there. Yeah. And you had to wear a mask if you weren't actively eating or drinking, and people are walking up and, di- up and down the di- aisle making sure. These stadiums are five miles apart. Brendan. Explain to me how. No. I'll, I will explain it to you. Please, enlighten me. COVID is far more potent at basketball games. Oh. It, and so so COVID makes these decisions. It affects, a, games, it affects a, a taller population. It, it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the average, you know, the yeah. average NBA, the height of average NBA team is what, 6'8 now? Something like that. So, so that's why. And then also it spreads further when it's taller people. Ah, ah, ah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I had a buddy who I was talking to about this, and it was hilarious because I could tell. Was it stretchy? Seven feet tall? No, it wasn't. I mean, he's a a super stretcher. Yeah, yeah, he's a super (laughs) stretcher. It was was so funny because this person was was trying so hard to to poke a hole in my argument about this. And they said, well, the difference is that Minute Maid Park is outdoors. And I said, this was. This was in the summer. Yeah, Minute Maid Park is never outdoors. <laughs> we don't that close roof, that we roof. <laughs> we don't open that roof ever. That roof stays closed. <laughs> that roof was closed. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, but it is. It, it's the it's the tale of it's the tale of of two parties really. Yeah. And this is this is the thing that sadly been, it's sadly it shouldn't be the case. Well, and that, is, that, that, that's what's sad about it, Rendon, is that it's we should be having these conversations, not DRR talking about just. Look, like what what makes sense? What and makes what are we sense? doing and, and why? And and look, we can say this about we said this at length about Barack Obama's birthday celebration. Yeah. Super spreader event, if you believe in that kind of thing. In recent history now in recent time, now we have the Met Gala. That's what I was just about to say. Yeah. So so all of a sudden, like it's different if so what, hap- what happened to the Met Gala, Rendon? 
Nobody had on masks. They didn't? <laughs> no. They, they didn't? No. But wait a minute. This is, this is the Hollywood elite. Why aren't they wearing masks? Because they don't believe that they need to. <laughs> We've talked about this before. You know why they weren't do, wearing do you, do you know who did have on masks? Who? Who did have masks? The waiters and the wait staff. Well, and, and you know what? I, I can tell you, maybe maybe they, like the Obama's party, are too sophisticated to get COVID. Oh, that's... I knew it. Maybe that's what it was. I knew it. So so it's it's companies above 100 people. If you have 99, then COVID ain't one. It's, yeah. Tall people mm-hmm. and, sophisticated. and sophisticated people. Okay. So yeah. so that's the triumvirate right there. Yeah. Well, in, in the hunt, our company only has three people. Okay. So we're good. So we're good. We're sophisticated. We're sophisticated. Unfortunately, when I'm not that yeah. tall. Yeah. About the average height of the... Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Close enough. If we were in Japan, we'd be giants. <laughs> So they're in like there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so we are tall. Yeah. So so we, we got all we got all three got covered. All it's cra- it's crazy. Like how that how we're having these conversations about not about what's happening and and about what is really safe or not safe in our country. It's a matter of who chooses to do things. Yeah, and that's really sad to me. It's sad because that's actually the whole point of the Constitution is. You should be able to choose to do whatever you want to do. Yeah. You should take in the information as you see fit, how it pertains to your body, your medical history, et cetera, and then you make the choice that's in your best interest. Yeah. If you're scared of this thing and, and you don't, then you don't go. Then you don't go out. Yeah. You don't tell other people they can't go out. Yeah. I had an interesting. I, it was it was really interesting uh, when I was at the the Texans game on Sunday. When they got that win, that beatdown of the Jacksonville Jaguars, it was awesome. Um, there were a couple of people that were in the stadium who had on masks, right? Yeah. And once again, I mean, if, if you want to wear a mask, if it makes you feel more comfortable, then great. But for somebody like me, it's just hard from a logic perspective. Because the first thing I see is I'm like, if I were that concerned that I needed to wear a mask and I was going to be sitting literally shoulder to shoulder with I people, would, I, I just wouldn't go. I wouldn't go. Yes. You can make the choice. You don't have to be there. Like, I just wouldn't go, right? Yeah. Like, and I, I thought that, and, and that's not even one of these things where I say, well, don't come if you're going to wear. Yeah, no, I just think I it's. I personally don't feel it, comfortable it's going. Kind of, it's kind of, it's just intellectually con- inconsistent to me. Because at the beginning of COVID, I mean, you knew they. I wasn't going out, going out. I mean, I was like, okay, let's let's figure this out. That's fine. Yeah. But it was just it was very strange for me, especially at a, a professional sporting event where the seats are designed to be very close so that they can seat a whole lot of people. Yes. They are designed to get social distancing standards. Yes. For sure. And it's I mean, weird. I mean, I mean, I mean, that, I mean, that's like social encroachment right there. Dude. Yeah. I mean, that's that's yeah, a totally different. Have sitting in people's lap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and yet and still, that was the direction that things went. Yeah. It's, it's always interesting to see. And I sometimes, I mean, once again, I think that there's a piece of us. I don't come at any of this from a position of, of hate or from a position of, no. wow, why are you doing that? But I am. I'm curious. I would love to know people's broader thoughts on that and so then also and then also Ren, and it's like living your like like living the just like your regular life so when i go out and i talk to people and i engage people which is which is pretty often now because we're election time is gearing back up or you know the race is beginning to pick up and and uh and everything and i've had a few lunches and i'm going to have a few more events 
people around us that I interact with every day are actually, I actually am at back to the old normal. I'll put it to you like that. Yeah. I live my life, and basically the people that I'm encountering mostly is the, is is that is actually the old norm. Yeah. The only time I've put a mask on is in the airport. I don't even carry a mask on me anymore. In normal places, I go out to eat. I go out to lunch. You know, I you do fundraising stuff. I do events. I don't. I don't ever walk into a room and be like, "Oh, I forgot my mask. Let me run back to my car." But you know, what you also don't do Wesley. You don't judge people who do choose to do that. Of course, that's you beat me to the punch. So, it, so for those people that do, I don't say like like I, I don't do I don't I don't do the LeBron with him. I'm like, okay, cool, yeah. And I give you a fist bump or an elbow thing, and we'll move on. I'm not. I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah. So, so I guess what I just want to see is just mutual respect for people's decisions. That's all. I respect you for, for you wanting to be distanced or whatever the case might be. Just like I want you to respect me if I choose not to. And that is, it, it's really interesting, that piece of mutual respect. And I think that bleeds over to a number of different pieces of our culture that are being challenged right now. Yeah. And, and one example of this would be the California recall election, right? where there's this interesting tone in our country where we're making local politics national politics. Yeah. Okay? So Gavin Newsom has screwed up enough in that state for that a decent percentage of a highly Democratic state says, we want somebody else, even if it's the Republican guy. And did he win? No. But the fact that it even got to this point actually says quite a bit. He screwed up enough to get there. And what does he say in his victory speech? He's talking about Trumpism. What are you talking about? And this is a about? referendum on Trump. It's not- like, like some somehow we've we've gotten to this point where we're Trump, not. But Trump has been president for like almost 250 days. It's this, yeah. It's like so bizarre. It's like that's that's a really bizarre argument to me. And it's and it's and it's this encroachment. And this is why people are leaving places like California and moving places to places like Texas. Part of the beauty of our constitution is you give states the identity to be who they want to be. Yeah. So California gets to be California, and, everybody's and gonna Texas, le- and everybody gets to le- everybody's going to leave. Yeah, and, that's which is and fine. That's fine. And Texas fine. gets to be it gets to be Texas. And don't Texas my California, don't California my Texas. That's here's here's what happens that's interesting. It's called voting all. with your feet. Right? Yes. Here's what happens that's interesting at this. And and this is I know this is a this is a categorical thing to say. Uh, and you know, normally I don't do these broad stroking brushes of, of categories. Typically, people on the right are comfortable with that idea and are more comfortable with, okay, different states do things in different ways. And people on the left want to make the states that are on the right more like them. Let me caveat this again. So that that's not so everybody. People, but this I, is I, I want to be clear for what I you said. I don't have a problem with California I, I, I or Colorado with, being I California agree with Colorado. what you said. But I also don't have a problem with Texas being Texas either. I want to caveat something that you said because of what you said is 100% accurate. I'm not saying everyone. What I am saying, it tends to be the case today that people on the right or right of the aisle or conservatives or whatever whatever you want to call it 
are okay with New York and Colorado and California. That's fine. Do I personally think you're doing some real crazy stuff? Of course. So I'm going to stay in Texas, and I'm going to let you do what you want to do. Under no circumstances do I think to myself, I'm going to move to New York and change it. No. I feel like the other side, generally speaking, by the way, I'm being careful, not everybody, generally speaking, come here, and they're like, yeah, I want to, this is ridiculous here in Texas. I can't believe these laws, and I want, no, 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 you came here for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just want there to be consistency and yeah. logic. And and here's the thing, to your point, this is the beauty of a democracy. People on both the right and left struggle with this idea. Okay. Yes. And they struggle with the idea of sometimes in democracies you lose. <laughs> right? Sometimes in life, right? In we democracies. Struggle. We like, life. like for some reason, like, like, we, like we can't win you we, can't win. you're not gonna bat a thousand. We struggle with these ideas. Like that is <laughs> Inherently, what a democracy is. You win and you the lose. The will of the people is not necessarily going to be Rendon Hunt's will. Yeah. And I have a strong enough belief in this country, in our society, that I'm okay to lose some because you know what? Sometimes the greater good knows better than me. Sometimes I probably know better than the greater good, but sometimes the preponderance of the evidence yeah. is, is better. And, and I, I have chosen to believe that the will of the people especially if we continue to bring up the next generation in the right way, the will of the people will be positive. That diversity of thought, that, that, that combination of intellect that we get in people in this country. I believe that that will win and triumph in the long run. I agree. I just, I just believe that. But in a democracy, sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. And if Texas goes in a certain direction or California goes in a certain direction, once again, you have a choice to be there or not. Whether or not you want to stay, but at the same time, sometimes from a policy standpoint, you win and sometimes you lose. So this played out, and I'm loud, I didn't, I wasn't even going to touch on this. That's why I was looking on my phone real quick. I, th- this this played out a couple of weeks ago, or actually a couple of months ago. It's kind of a month month old 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 story, and this makes sense to what you just said. It kind of corroborates your story. It was rumored rumored that Sylvester Stallone was. It's rumored that Sylvester Stallone was. So it was rumored. So I have to ask Sylvester you. Sylvester Stallone, one of the greatest action heroes of all time. So how, why'd you say one of? There's Arnold. You would take Arnold over Stallone? I didn't say I would take Arnold over Stallone. Oh. But, but he's certainly in the conversation, Rendon. We're talking about Terminator. We're talking about Commando. Rambo, We're talking about Rambo would kick Terminator's ass. Predator. We're talking. I'm just. No, look. We're talking about Last Action Hero. Ooh. I'm just kidding. Remember we went and saw it. That we're was talking, the worst we're, we're talking about Jingle seen. All the Way. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no. We're, 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 so we're talking about Sylvester Stallone. It was rumored that he was that he joined the Mar-a-Lago Club because he gave Trump X amount of dollars, and the heat just starts getting tarred and feathered for being a Trump supporter, which is just it's just insane. Okay. Yeah. Come to find out, come to find out, it's actually not true. He's actually not a member of the Mar-a-Lago Club. But that's neither here nor there. He was acting like he was. (laughs) (laughs) His photo off at the White House really gave it away. But he's really not, okay? Yeah. Now, Rendon. (laughs) Rendon. 
do you think Rocky, Rambo, <laughs> the Expendables, do you think this guy's a Democrat? <laughs> <laughs> He has to be an isolationist. If you, if you want to get mad at Sylvester Stallone for being a Trump, I mean, of course. Look, I'm not saying that he is, but I'm saying he's not a Biden supporter. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to pick one of the two, I would guess that John Rambo. <laughs> And, what, and once again, it goes back to this idea, and this is what's so unfortunate about our culture more broadly. Why are people picking on Sylvester that's Stallone? For get, that's, that's so stupid. That's so stupid. It's, Sylvester Stallone can support and be whoever he wants to be. He can give however much money he wants to give to whoever he wants to give it to. And no, you don't criticize him for that. That's his freedom of speech and his right he, to support whoever he wants to support. Look, man, he gave us Rocky One and Rocky Four. Brendan, he okay. gave us. Brendan, he's given us. Brendan, I, you know, I'm gonna go watch. I'm gonna go watch Rambo tonight. But do you? But if you had to Actually. rate him, though. By the way, like like best action okay. heroes of all of, of all time. It's probably him. Okay. And, and I would say I would say it's the 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 top three for me are him, Keanu Reeves, mm. and Schwarzenegger. Hmm. Because John Wick for me is my is actually my favorite action movie. Ever and it, it probably used to be Rambo, but John well, Matrix, to me is insane. The first Matrix and the is Matrix, up there, and the next Matrix looks yeah, yeah, like salty, like like and his kill count, his body count is, I don't even an infinity. Do you count Tom Cruise as an action actor? No. So you're talking more like like no, I'm talking Rendon. Yeah, I'm talking kill. You. I'm talking kill count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I'm talking, talking body. I'm talking bodies. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies. Hit. That's what we I'm should talking. do a Joe Biden <laughs> remix of that one. <laughs> Just have to do the opening. Let the bodies hit the floor. Why is he whispering? This could just be Joe falling up the stairs. Real quick, underrated Sly Stallone movie, Cobra. Oh, that is a great film. So I have, I have another, I have another question. Oh yeah, I have another question for you. Who do you think is? Oh, I, I think I know what you're gonna say. Who's the most famous University of Miami alum ever? Is it Sylvester Stallone or is it The Rock? It's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You think it's The Rock? Dwayne The Rock. I, Johnson. I would probably say so too. He's he's he, 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 he is he is the number one grossing revenue actor for the last three years now. But did Hollywood. you see Jungle Cruise though, man? Yeah, man. He's Randy, he's had some. It, yeah. It was that one where he played the quarterback. Well, I will say this. I will say this. I will say this. The difference, the difference between, see, the difference between Sylvester Stallone and The Rock. I'd love to hear rock, this. The Rock backed Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> and Sly is a member of the Mar-a-Lago Club. Wink. Wink. So you'll love this. My buddy Brandon, who I play golf with, yeah, he he's a big wrestling fan. Went to his wife got him tickets for WrestleMania a couple years ago, and he sent me this text the other day, and he said, "Yeah, this is really bad." I was telling my wife I made a reference to the People's Champ. This yeah. is talking about Rock. Yeah, of course. And she goes, "You mean that guy that does all the Disney movies?" <laughs> Like, wow. Wow. 
But you have to give credit where wow. credit is due, man. I mean, he still is. The Rock's a bad man. The Rock is a bad man. The Rock is a bad man. The Rock is a bad man. Yeah. But you that know, was we, we had a, an interesting he's a bad dude, and he, and he, and he rolls with some he bad, rolls some bad dudes. <laughs> Corn pop. We had a, we had a conversation about this the other day that that was really interesting. I, I'd, I'd love to just put this out in in the universe. Remember, we were talking the other day about the people that influence the way that that we present ourselves, mm-hmm. just in general. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a piece of that that's really interesting to see in society. It's why I'm so proud of you getting yourself out there running for office, because there's going to be a generation of young black men who in some ways pattern themselves after the yeah. way that you present themselves, yeah. which I think is wonderful. I've already met some of them, actually. I've already gotten yeah. – yeah. And I think that's really it's pretty, good. It's pretty cool. And, and I, I would be – you know, we were talking about some of the, the top influences just in terms of presentation – I mean, Barack Obama's up there. Yeah, of course. Because the way that he presents himself, being a black man in that type of leadership position, yeah. he's as, up as there. The president, yeah. Uh, the Rock we talked Dwayne about. The Rock Johnson. We watched so much of The Rock. Oh, yes. Like, the even the, the tempo and how he communicates, the bravado. The bravado the, oh, like, there's man. a piece of that. Layeth, layeth the smacketh down on your candy asses. Yes. That was pretty good. Yeah. That's Thank pretty you. good. You've done that before. <laughs> Maybe once or twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Right. Mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy, mm-hmm. like the pace and tempo of how these guys talk and how they present themselves and how they tell stories. All of this is part of why we communicate in the way that we it's do. It's so interesting too to see. It's that. fascinating. It's so interesting to see. It's fascinating. Like and you're, it, you're a conglomerate of, the, of a lot of the people that you watched growing up in, in, the most, in the most formative years of your life. Watching Martin Luther King speeches. Yes. You've heard me preach on Sundays. I preach like Martin Luther King. Sometimes. Yeah better oh nah. god here we go <laughs> <laughs> no seriously i mean that that's, that's I mean, every time i preach every time i preach i walk away and people tell me all the time we speaking of uh they're like i but, dream all this stuff and i'm like hey, hey I, just, I mean i got dream. I, I just gave <laughs> i'm just dude behind dude trying to be the dude my uh <laughs> Downey Jr. This that guy, Downey Jr. Oh man, <laughs> he is man. he is top five on my list. Second best black actor of all time I, after Denzel. After Denzel, yes. Denzel, Robert Downey, Downey Jr. Jr. <laughs> Sidney Poitier, Samuel Jackson, Samuel Jackson, Morgan Freeman. Morgan <laughs> top five. <laughs> top five. Top five. Hands down. <laughs> so, well, my my daughter went this 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 past summer. She went to theater camp. And they had a little production at the end of the theater camp. And the girl who played the lead, it was it was so funny because, you know, this is at these kids are in elementary school, middle school, and they're putting together a performance with little time. You know, it it, it was so... not it was it was not Broadway. Okay? okay. It was not Broadway. And so this little so girl So it's like Dolph Lundgren. Post Rocky is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was his name. He's on the sea list. He's on the list. Sorry. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Who is in Under Siege? By the way, Steven Seagal makes the top ten in terms of action heroes. He's up there. Place. Oh, he's certainly up there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could just beat somebody up without even look like he was moving. I know. It was, it was incredible. Like a little wrist, like, like a little wrist hold. Yeah, and he will die. Oh, it's incredible. <laughs> then heart stop. Chuck Norris is up there too. Chuck somewhere. Norris is up there. Bruce yeah. Lee has got to be up there. Yeah, but career cut short. Yeah. But anyways. So, so she had her little theater, the little performance. And the little girl who was the lead, she was a, a, a good actress for sure, but it was a musical. She wasn't a great singer. Okay. Yeah. Straight up. Just, just, you, can't have it all, 
You I'm not a great singer. Can't have it all. So I'm not, you, you can't, can't have, have it all. all. She was very cute. She was she was a very good actress. Yes. Not not the best singer. Yeah. And so after it was all over, I knew that she had the touch though to to really make it in that business. Because it was over, I was like, "Hey, you did a really good job." She's like, "Oh, thank you, thank you." Everybody tells me that I sound like Ariana Grande, and and the first thing I thought was like, "Man, who's telling you Who that?" Told you that? <laughs> <laughs> but you have confidence. <laughs> roll with it. Hey, look. As long as you think you sound like Ariana Grande, roll who with cares? it. <laughs> roll oh, with well, it. We're on that note, but uh, we'll be back next week. And take us out, man. That's right. Uh, smiles are contagious. So make someone's day. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you.